Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. Today, we have a very special guest today. Robinson Smith is with us again. He's been on the podcast before, but he's back joining us again today. Welcome, Rob. Nice to have you back. It's a pleasure, Randy. Thank you for having me here. No, my pleasure. Uh, Robinson Smith is a financial advisor. He's an educator. He's a speaker. And he's a best-selling author of a book called Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom. But Rob was also born into a family that has a history of uh, financial management. And his dad actually wrote a book some years ago called The Smith Maneuver, uh, which is quite famous. And it uh, that book basically teaches people how to make the interest on their mortgage on their principal residence tax deductible here in Canada, which was a radical idea at the time. It's quite an elegant thing. And I'm going to ask you, Rob, to, to explain how some of that works. Uh, Rob came into the family business and he's since updated that book. He's updated it for 2023. Plus, like I say, he's written Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, which was a bestseller on Amazon when it came out in 2019. I was just reading that it was a bestseller in 22 different categories on launch day. Man, congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Randy. It was, uh, it was a pretty successful launch. Absolutely. Excellent. And today I know you're uh, you're a sought after speaker. You're speaking at conferences. You're on podcasts. You're on television and radio. Thanks for coming back to my podcast. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about mortgages and taxes. I think most Canadians are aware that in the United States, uh, Americans are able to deduct the interest on their mortgage loan uh, for their principal residence. And we in Canada traditionally have not been able to do that. And that's where your father came up with the original Smith Maneuver. So, uh, Robinson Smith, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how that works, the Smith Maneuver? Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned, I was sort of born into uh, a financial family here. Uh, my, right. my father, Fraser, was a financial consultant in Vancouver back in the day uh, and back in the mid 80s. And and as I mentioned earlier, when we when we spoke last time, Randy, he he was interested in the fact that, as you mentioned, the Americans can deduct a good portion of their principal residence mortgage uh, interest, and we Canadians could not. Right. Uh, so we developed this strategy, which effectively accomplishes what the Americans uh, are able to do with their interest on their mortgage. Now that being said, we already have an advantage over the Americans in the fact that we have a principal residence uh, capital gains exemption when we sell our home. The Americans do not, but. You know, if you were to, to look at these two two uh, two tax advantages, deductible mortgage interest or capital gains exemption, you know, you might you might want to be able to deduct the interest on your mortgage rather than have that capital gains exemption. But with this strategy that my father developed, you get the best of both worlds. So while you're converting the mortgage interest on your mortgage on your mortgage to uh, tax deductions, you're still getting that principal residence uh, uh, capital gains exemption when you sell. So best of both worlds. And, and now in, in this respect, we're, we're even better off than our American cousins. Now, that doesn't mean we've got it easy. I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit later. Things are not uh, easy at all here in Canada. But yeah, basically, the strategy um, really gives you a financial advantage uh, when you have the appropriate type of mortgage. It's it's critical you have the right one for your own given situation. We've got Smith & Certified Professional Mortgage Brokers who can help Canadians out in that respect. 
But if you do have that uh, appropriate type of mortgage, then you're able to access the equity in your home as fast as you're creating it with that mortgage payment. As we know, let's say I've got a $3,000 mortgage payment, a good portion of that goes to non-deductible interest. That's the price we pay for borrowing the bank's money. And that money we pay in interest is gone. We don't see any benefit from it. But some of that payment does reduce principal. And with the right mortgage, whatever is reduced on principal, let's say it's $1,500, I can pull back that $1,500 in real time and I can put it into income generating uh, assets, investment assets. And because these investment assets have a reasonable expectation of generating income, I can deduct the interest on that. So all I'm doing is converting bad debt to good debt. And in the process, because it's tax deductible interest on that reborrowing to invest, I'm reducing my tax bill, which puts cash in my pockets, which allows me to prepay my mortgage each year when I get that refund. And then I can pull that out to invest as well. So I'm I'm reducing my tax bill. I'm getting rid of my expensive non-deductible mortgage debt faster. And I'm building an investment portfolio, which is going to be there for me in retirement. Whereas most Canadians not employing the Smith move, they don't have that ability because of limited resources. They focus on paying out the mortgage rather than getting invested. And so they so true. They're in trouble in retirement, right? We, we hear about this all the time. So true. And I know a little bit about the Smith Maneuver. It's quite elegant, actually, the way it's set up. Um, it's, um, well, again, I'm, I better let you describe it. I, I have some familiarity with it, uh, but it involves taking out a line of credit and it's a special mortgage that you have to have in order to uh, make this thing work. And can you tell us a little bit about what kind of mortgage, because uh, the banks have, everybody thinks a mortgage is a mortgage. It's a mortgage loan, but there are different yeah. kinds of mortgage loans. Yes, absolutely. Um, when we Canadians think of a mortgage, we think of one big chunk of money that we borrow from the bank and we use that to, to buy our house along with the down payment we scrape together. Right. And over the next 25, 30 years, we, we promise our spouse, our banker and our God that we're going to make that mortgage payment 25, 30 years, and eventually right. we'll have paid off that mortgage. And the problem with that is that, you know, if I have a $450,000 mortgage, I have to earn over $1 million before I'll eventually pay that back. Because not only do I have to pay back that mortgage amount that I borrowed, but I also have to pay interest on it. And I can only do so after I pay tax. Right. So it's terribly expensive. Now, with the right type of mortgage, it's called a readvanceable mortgage. And all the banks have them. All the banks have a readvanceable mortgage. There are monoline lenders out there that have readvanceable mortgages, but they're not all created equal. And what readvanceable mortgage may be best for you, Randy, may not be best for me. Maybe a different one is best for me. And that's why we have these Smith and Liver certified professional mortgage brokers. So they can look at everyone's personal situation. But once we have the appropriate mortgage, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, there's there's two components to it one is is that amortizing non-deductible expensive mortgage debt that i use to buy my house and attached to that is a home equity line of credit like you were talking about earlier right and that line of credit the limit on that may start at zero dollars but when i make my first mortgage payment whatever reduces principal uh, is allowed to be reborrowed back from that line of credit so my limit on that line of credit goes from zero to $1,500 in the case that my mortgage payment reduces the principal by $1,500. I pull that out, I invest it. Now, what many Canadians do is they'll have this readvanceable mortgage already. Maybe their bank, mortgage specialist, their mortgage broker, put them into one, but no one explained to them 
how to maximize the use of this, this type of tool. And it's a very, very valuable tool. And if they don't know how to use it, what do they do? They get a mortgage statement you know, at the end of each month and they notice this line of credit is increasing. I can, I, I've got access to this money each and every month. It's more and more and more. And so they think to themselves, well, I've got enough to make a car payment on a nice car. I've got uh-huh. enough. I can pull out. I can go on vacation. Let's go to can, Hawaii. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, all, and so all they're doing in this case, Randy, is they're paying down their expensive mortgage debt on one side and they're borrowing back expensive non-deductible debt on the other side. And what are they doing with the assets, quote unquote, that they're purchasing each month? These assets are depreciating assets. A That's car right. that they're paying for depreciates in value. Vacations disappear. Foods go. Right? Yeah. So just learning how to use this type of mortgage to your best tax advantage is what the Smith Maneuver is all about, to create wealth. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And I know most Canadians, and I speak to them every day, uh, you're absolutely right. That's how they think. You know, if they've got a little bit extra uh, credit on uh, available to them, my goodness, especially post-pandemic, the first thing they're saying was, let's go on a trip let, or two. You know, I know a bunch yeah. of people that have gone on two or even three trips post-pandemic. It's like, and big ones, uh, because they're they're not thinking like an investor. They're thinking like a consumer. Or, or yeah, let's go out, is, that's... buy a new BMW. Why not, right? Maybe yeah. not the maybe not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, this so. is what we call wealth destruction. What we want to accomplish is wealth creation to use right. debt to our advantage. And this is what the wealthy understand very clearly. There's two types of debt. Don't acquire non-deductible debt. Acquire tax deductible debt. Acquire assets which are going to appreciate in value and be there for you in retirement, for yourself, okay. for your family, for your children, to avoid. Geez, what living in your kid's basement or. Uh, having to sign up for a reverse mortgage where you're selling your house back to your bank after you work for the bank for 35 years right? okay. or having to work in your retirement. So true. So this line of credit is connected. It's attached to the mortgage loan. They're connected. They're they're one and the same. And it's an automatic thing where you're, if you're the amount of your, uh, your, your payment, you're paying down the principal, the amount that you pay down automatically increases the amount of funds available on your line of credit. The two are directly connected. And then the that idea is, is you take that money then and that's now in your line of credit, which is increasing every month, and you use that money to make investments. Uh, and in making an investment, your interest on that line of credit is tax deductible. That is absolutely correct. And what we hear all the time, Randy, is there's so much misinformation about the strategy out there, which is why I created the Smith Newer Certified Professional Network. Right. specifically trained financial I know a couple of them. There are people all across Canada. I know for sure. That, no, that's right. We're, we're up close to 90 now. But we hear a lot because of this mis- misinformation out there. We hear, hey, I know what the Smith Maneuver is. I got a mortgage with Royal Bank. All I got to do is go get a HELOC with some other lender. And now I can pull this money out and I can wrong. invest it. That's not the Smith Maneuver. Right. And that is the wrong type of financing structure. So that's why it's critical you get the right one. Right. Now, HELOCs, you mentioned that word, which is a home equity line of credit for our listeners. Uh, they have increased uh, the mortgage rates on that or the interest rates on HELOCs have increased quite a bit. Has that affected the the uh, the Smith Maneuver in any way? Because you're paying quite a bit more now on a HELOC yeah. than you were uh, to even yeah. two years ago. There's We've definitely see, seen a lot of, of rate increases over a short period of Man. time. Tell me about um, it. And, and so this is, this is part of the discussion I see out there is, well, Smith Maneuver is not going to work with high rates, only works with low rates. And again, this is tied into the misinformation out there. But mm. we have to remember 
that this strategy was was pioneered by my father back in the mid 80s and what were their interest rates like then i remember it well yes they were and if if the smith maneuver didn't work when rates were double digits we wouldn't be talking right now randy quite frankly right yeah it wouldn't have been developed but the nice thing about the smith maneuver is it's very robust when interest rates are low that means that each month I have more, relatively more to invest. So in the previous example, we were talking about $1,500 to invest each month when interest rates are low. So I'm investing a significant amount. There's great things for my future. Each and every month I'm putting this away. But my tax relief will relatively, compared to high rates, be a bit smaller than it would be. So I have a little bit less than otherwise to prepay my mortgage each year. However, that's nicely offset by the fact that I have a whole bunch of money to invest each month. Now, when rates increase, we see the opposite happen. Excuse me. Maybe we've got $1,200 to invest each month as opposed to $1,500. But because rates are high, my tax relief is higher, which means at tax time, when I get my refund, it's larger than it would be when rates were low. So now I have more to prepay my mortgage, more to reborrow and get invested each year with that uh, tax refund. So it's like a it's like a teeter totter. It's like a seesaw here. When (laughs) rates go up, one benefit increases, the other goes down. When rates go the other way, so does the the seesaw. Right. So now one of the things, and we talked about this once one time before, is that um, I I would think that a lot of people. It's a great. uh, First thing this is this is fantastic. You know I, I. if I can get to claim my the interest on, on my taxes, that's fantastic uh, against my taxes. Uh, but one of the things is that after 20 years, if you're not doing the Smith maneuver or after 25 years, in theory, your house is paid off, right? You're debt free. Using the Smith maneuver after 25 years, you still have the same amount of debt, except that it's now investment debt, right? The loan is still there and that investment debt is conceivably making you some money if you've made some good investments with it, plus it's tax deductible interest. So, but that's one of the things, how do you explain to people say, well, wait a minute, after 25 years, I'm still going to owe the same amount of money. What that's got to yeah. be an objection that comes up sometimes. Well, there, th- that is an objection, not so much amongst the younger homeowners uh, mm-hmm. because they've, they've grown up with all this debt anyway, student loans, I mean, we're just a really indebted society. And so they've already resigned themselves to the fact that they're going to have debt to the day they die. And now we introduce the Smith maneuver to them and say, well, if I'm already going to have debt to the day I die, I might as well make it tax deductible rather than have it non-deductible. It's a no-brainer. The older generations, um, you know, they they were grown up being told by someone older and wiser than them that the best thing to do is be completely clear title by the time you hit Pay it on. Right on. That's how I Challenge. was brought up. Yep. That's right. And and so this is when you're, you're talking about the strategy with someone older, like, well, hold on. I, w- I thought you wanted to be clear title, mortgage-free by the time you hit retirement. So there is that that hurdle, that mental hurdle for them to get over. But we've got the Smithman calculator. And you plug the numbers in and you can say, look, if, if, if you don't do the Smith maneuver, by the time you hit retirement, you're going to have a clear title house. Yes. Right. But right. you're going to have an investment portfolio of zero dollars. Now, when you do the Smith maneuver, you are going to have debt against the house. It's going to be fully tax deductible, which has benefited you all these years that you had it. But you're also going to have an investment portfolio of X amount of dollars. And so the question is, what is this strategy worth to a typical Canadian homeowner? And 
we're seeing net benefits of, you know, over the course of a typical 25-year amortized mortgage, net, net improvement in your financial situation of $300,000, $400,000. That's just the most basic scenario of the strategy. And when we say net of $300,000 to $400,000, that's assuming that once 25 years into the future, you've got an investment portfolio. If you sold some of that investment portfolio to pay off all that tax deductible debt, if you chose to do that, Right. You would still be ahead by three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars versus if you paid off that mortgage conventionally. And then we throw in the accelerators that we have for the strategy. And we're regularly seeing net worth improvements of uh, you know seven, nine, upwards of over a million dollars net worth improvement over a typical 25-year amortized mortgage. And so the question for the people who are ingrained, you know, they've suffered from this inertia of of this thought process of needing to be clear title. When you show those values to them, do you want a net worth improvement of $900,000 or do you want a net worth improvement of $0? And that's when they start saying, okay, I'm going to look into this concept. Makes, of Makes of sense debt, to me. You know? How do you work it when, okay, most people live about seven or eight years in, in one house and then they're going to move. It's typical. I think Stats Canada will say it's about seven or eight years. Uh, what happens when they want, they're going to sell their house and buy a different one? Um, does the Smith maneuver get ported over? Can that be done or how does that work? There's a very specific process that that gets followed. I mean, selling a home, moving, moving house is is not I gotta move uncommon. to Calgary. Gotta move it to Calgary. Got a new job. That's, that's right. The 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 challenge there is when you're working with financial professionals uh, who tell you they're they're implementing the Smith maneuver for you, when that time comes to move house, mm-hmm. they're not gonna know what to do. And so what's gonna happen is You've been working hard for seven years, generating these tax deductions, generating this investment portfolio. Now you have to move. The professional is not going to understand how they can successfully transfer that tax deductible debt from the house you're selling over to the house that you're buying. And therefore, you're going to have to start all over again. So that, again, is why it's so important to work with people who fully understand the strategy, who've been who've taken the course that we provide and, and become Smith and certified professionals, because the last thing you want to do is have to start over again. You want to maintain that tax deductible debt and that investment portfolio that you've worked hard to create. Um, do your guys, uh, does your network of people, do they help them with making those investments? Like let's say somebody says, I want to do this. I definitely want to do this, but where am I going to invest those funds? I have no idea. Stock market, T-bills, what am I going to do with this uh, with this money? How, do they yeah. give them investment advice to do? Uh, well, this is it depends on which type of Smith Maneuver certified professional you are, right? right. We're, we're training up mortgage brokers, investment advisors. Yeah, I know a couple of them here in Ontario who are now with you, big time, yeah. And, yeah. And, and accountants and, and insurance brokers. So we're training up all the various types of financial professionals a Canadian should surround themselves with. In any event, as far as I'm concerned, doing the strategy or not. But now when it comes time to implement the strategy, typically your first stop is an SMCP mortgage broker, right? They'll understand which mortgage you need in order to successfully implement the strategy because without the right mortgage, you can't even start it. So that's typically the place to start. Now, once you have the right type of financing, that SMCP mortgage broker can refer you over to a Smith Mover certified professional investment advisor who can look at, which is what I was for a dozen years, right? Mm -hmm. No longer doing that, but this smcp investment advisor can say okay let's look at your situation let's let's figure out what you're interested in investing in what you have some knowledge in uh and then between the two of you uh or the three of you depending on spouse or not then you make that decision of what you want to invest in and it's a broad universe 
right? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, mix, REITs, ETFs, investment, real estate. You can invest in your business, somebody else's say, business. So you could buy you could buy a pre-construction condo. You could buy a, an investment property using that money as well. The, the the challenge is there are some some things that if you invest into it, you think you may be able to deduct the interest, but CRA won't let you. Right? There's some rules, and again, okay. this is why it's so important to have the SMCP. And so they go through that process, just like a regular investment advisor does sure. with with a client. But these people are Smith Newer certified professionals. They have they understand the strategy. They know the mortgage broker that referred the client to them. And then at tax time, the SMCP investment advisor can say, "Okay, you go see Bill. He's an SMCP accountant." And if that person wants to buy investment real estate because they freed up capital to do so then one of the SMCPs they're already working with can say, hey, I know an SMCP realtor. We know each other. We work together. And they understand the strategy. And now you can get your first piece of investment property or your second. So all of these SMCPs work closely together, just like the model that we had built out here, my father and I, many years ago, um, investment advisor, mortgage broker, accountant. Right? We all fully understood the strategy, could communicate. The client did not have to educate their accountant on what they were trying to do with the strategy. Oh, yeah. Mortgage, right? So yeah. so just uh, to backstep one little bit for the benefit of our listeners, and I already know the answer to this, but CRA has completely approved the Smith Maneuver. This is They they gave it its blessing. CRA, the Revenue Canada are completely happy with Smith Maneuver, right? It's a legal thing to do. The, the the challenge with with the CRA is uh, they're not going to come out and say, "Hey, everybody, this is okay." They're just and not going to do. That. I understand you but, totally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the strategy has been around since the mid '80s. We're coming right. up to forty years now. Wow! And in fact, uh, when I was an investment advisor, um, I put a number of people into the strategy: uh, judges, lawyers, police officers, and I had some CRA employees as clients implementing the strategy. And CRA back in the 90s, employees, okay. okay. Employees. You know, back in the 90s, when uh, when Fraser was really coming out with this, my dad, he got a, I might have said this last time, he got a visit from, an unscheduled visit from two men in suits. Uh-oh. And they said, we're from the CRA and we want to hear about the Smith Maneuver you're talking about. Oh, no. right? and, and dad went, oh, okay. Got his paper out, his panty, you know, went through the strategy, how it worked and all that stuff. And halfway through, one of the gentlemen leaned forward and said, would this work for a $70,000 mortgage? And and Dad never heard from them again. You know that was yeah thirty years. No, but that's important to know because in Canada we're so overregulated that it's good to know that it's got the blessing of the CRA. That's good. Yeah, I mean the yeah. The, 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 yeah. the strategy relies on the fundamental principle in Canada that if I borrow to invest with a reasonable expectation of generating income, I can deduct the interest. Is the CRA going to change that? They can do anything they want, but I highly doubt it. Why? Right. Because the wealthy have been deducting interest to uh, they used to invest for years. Corporations deduct interest. Now the strategy opens it up for the same privilege of deducting interest to your common Canadian homeowner. It's good to know. So if someone's interested in this, and I'm sure there will be a few, um, how do they get in touch with one of your the people that are in your network? If they want to talk to a mortgage broker or an accountant that's part of your network, how do they reach them? I'm I'm going to put some links underneath the video and on the podcast, both to Amazon so they can buy your book. And also, um, if they need to, if they want to reach out to somebody and maybe talk to an accountant or talk to a mortgage broker about how to set this up, how do they do that? Well, as you mentioned, the book is available on Amazon, but it's also available from the website. Uh, and the nice thing about that is we've got some combo deals because we've got a homeowner's course, we've got the Smithman calculator, et cetera. But okay. um, 
the website is smithman.net s-m-i-t-h-m-a-n we'll do that too we'll do that one too and, yeah and on on the website there's uh, on the top right there's a, a link find an smcp and okay. find a smithman certified professional and they could submit the request to us and then we'll connect them with an smcp nearest them and you're across canada so if, if somebody in nova scotia wants this you've got people across canada or how does that work okay yep. perfect perfect yeah we can okay. service people in any province perfect so the way i see it is that the really the biggest requirement is um on the on the homeowner is a sense of discipline they have to have discipline so that and they they, they can track their progress as they're paying down their mortgage loan they are increasing their line of credit and they have to use that line of credit responsibly they have to use that for investments well thought out investments like we're not talking about gambling on i don't know bitcoin or something but it's something that makes sense right that because this is your future you're talking about yeah. as long as they have that discipline it should work correct yeah the that's that's what we've seen many times over the years is people will start the smith maneuver and there's not a lot to it as regards to what a Canadian homeowner has to do on a, on a regular basis to maintain it and, and progress. Right. But people fall off. They don't have the discipline. And the nice thing also, uh, you know, so hopefully they do. And they say, look, every month I'm going to get on my computer, just like I pay my credit card bill. I'm going to do the transaction I need to for my Smith Maneuver. But the nice mm -hmm. thing about uh, having an SMCP you're working with is they can, you know, help make sure you do stay on track. You. Check sure. in, right? That's awesome. That really is awesome. I know a lot of people across Canada are doing this now. Uh, absolutely. It's grown up a lot. And a lot of people have talked about I, I'm talking to people all the time in the industry, and they all know about the Smith Maneuver big time. So yeah. we, I, I believe, to change gears a little bit here, uh, I believe uh, we should talk a little bit about the state of the market today because we're in such, it's such a change in the last year and a half. Uh, our Canadian government, God bless them, uh, has decided to increase interest rates because they were surprised to find there was uh, inflation. It must have come as a great shock. And uh, this is after years of almost 0% mortgages for years and years where people were getting mortgages for 1.5%, 2%, which is maybe not a Canadian, I don't want to point fingers, but because it, it was across the globe, really. Uh, and yep. then all of a sudden, you had this tremendous bubble in real estate. Then... The powers that be say, oh, we got we got inflation. My God, it costs a lot of money at the grocery store to fill your car up with gas. And since that decision, which I believe was in uh, March of 2022 last year, it's only about 16 months ago, uh, we've had 10 interest rate increases in Canada, 10. And um, what I saw was that earlier this year, earlier, like January, February of 2023, the Bank of Canada came out and they said, don't worry, folks. Uh, we believe this is it. We're not going to be increasing rates anymore. Uh, this is probably the end of it. And what happened in the real estate market is that it took off. People said, great, rates are not going to go up anymore. Let's go out and start looking again. And the market in Vancouver and Victoria and in the Toronto area and all across Canada took off. Prices started going up again. Then they surprised us uh, and they did a rate increase in June, even though they said they wouldn't. And then they did a second increase in July each time a quarter point so now we are looking at pretty high interest rates com compared to what they were certainly 16 months ago and how do you say how do you say i'm again we're changing gears here and this is just you and me talking about where do you see that we're headed with this market because you said about there's so much leverage there's so much debt in the world especially in vancouver and especially in toronto the, in the real estate markets 
Uh, they're just really high, like breathtakingly high prices. And there seems to be a shortage. I mean, there's all these different competing things. There's a shortage of housing for sure. We've got this surging immigration, and I'm a pro-immigration guy. We're all immigrants here, all of us, whether it's ourselves or our parents or grandparents, whatever. We're all immigrants. It's a big country. There's lots of room. But there doesn't seem to have been any uh, management of the process. They threw the doors wide open and let in close to a million people last year, a million people in one year, yeah. uh, and but with no management. And so they'd never stop to think that, well, wait a minute, we need to make sure that there are plenty, of, there's enough places for these people to live, whether it's to rent or to own. And nobody did that. And then plus you've got different levels of bureaucracy. You know, you've got the federal government with immigration, you've got the provincial governments with their, you know, basically legislating where you can build, where you can't build. And then you've got municipal governments that are all tied up with NIMBYs and work permits that can take in Toronto can take up to five years to get a building permit to build a high rise, five years of red tape. Um, where do you see that we're headed right now? I talked to, I've interviewed tons of people in the industry, some pretty high ranking guys in politics, and nobody seems to really have an idea of where we're headed. Like what, what's going to happen next? You've got to buy a house in D Vancouver. I don't know about Victoria, but I'm sure you're pretty close. It's like a million and a half dollars for just a modest little house. Same thing here. If you're in, I'm in Mississauga, but in the city of Toronto or Mississauga or anywhere around the GTA, you can't really get a detached house for under a million bucks. And condos are pushing 600 up to 700,000 for a condo. Uh, I mean, it's expensive. And now you're looking at five and a half percent interest rates and the stress test is still in effect. You know, you still. So if it's five and a half percent interest, you've got to qualify at seven and a half percent. And that's creating a lot of problems for first time buyers, especially and my biggest concern is the renewals on mortgages because there's so many people out there that, that bought a house or bought a condo and their mortgage rate is 2% and they've got it for five years and they're saying, well, you know, we got three years to go. People say, well, how come there's no listings? It's because if they list their house that was mortgaged at 2% and they're going to buy something else, if they're not porting that mortgage or even if they are, it's going to blend up and they're going to go from 2% to 5.5% or thereabouts. That's why nobody's moving. So what do you think? Other than that, everything's perfect. Bob. Everything's perfect. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, this is just something, this is a little bit off topic, but you, you're a player in this industry. And wh what are your thoughts on where we're headed? Well, you know, my, there's, there's certainly a ton of uh, uh, uncertainty out there. I mean, yes. you said it yourself, you talk to a lot of people and there's a lot of people who don't know where things are going. And the challenge with that is we don't have anyone uh, in the various levels of government who are, who are putting together a, a viable plan. Like you said, we've had all this immigration and nowhere to house them. And no, no thought put into it. No thought. And, and so I, I don't know where things are going. Uh, I think very few people actually do. If I, I love, I love an honest answer. I don't think the bank of Canada knows where this is headed. I don't think they have a clue. Well, and, and you know, the, the interesting thing here is we've got we've got the Bank of Canada who, in order to stabilize the lives of Canadians with regards to inflation, they've got to destroy the lives of Canadians by increasing these rates. And, and you know, they may not think of it that way, but the only way, way the only way that they can control inflation is to increase rates. What happens when we increase rates? People lose their homes, people lose their jobs. People lose their businesses. People lose their relationships because of money stresses, divorces. 
Right. I mean, it's, 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 you know, in order to save Canadians, they have to destroy Canadians. I find that, I find wow. that fascinating, you know, wow. um, and we've got competing, competing goals. We've got the Bank of Canada, which wants to increase rates. We've got, you know, various government departments. They want to, you know, stimulate the economy. And so it's, it's not a comfortable place to be right now. And my my final word on this, considering I've got no prognostications about where it's all heading, Randy, is that we have to take care of ourselves because no one else is going to take care of ourselves or of us for us. Yes. So we have to do what we can to improve our financial situation. When we look at inflation, yes, it's coming down, but it's still relatively high. Um, we have to fight inflation. And if we are of the mindset, like we talked earlier, Randy, about I have to be mortgage free by the time I hit retirement. That means I have to pay down my mortgage as fast as possible, which means I have to increase my equity as fast as possible. I'm increasing the amount of value in my home, which is earning less than 0%. And so what does that mean? Well, now I've got 200, 400, $800,000 of equity in my home. Fantastic. Well, $800,000 earning you less than 0% over the course of, 20, 25 years, that doesn't make financial sense. We got to put that equity to work wisely in order to combat inflation, in order to be able to take care of ourselves and our loved ones in retirement. Otherwise, we're looking at some some pretty nasty, you know, we I just read not too long ago, I forgot the stat exactly, but something around 30%, that might be completely wrong, but it was an astounding percentage of people approaching retirement age had less than $5,000 put away. That's not going to cut it. No, it's not. We have to for do sure, something to protect ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's a swift maneuver or not, we have to take responsibility. We have to act. I think you're right on. I think you're right on. As Canadians, we get a bit complacent. I think because it's a pretty good country overall, mm -hmm. and uh, we we expect that people are going to take care of us. The government's going to take care of us. Well, that may not necessarily be true. And I think you're right. You need to be a bit proactive. Um, if someone came to you, um, what's your what's the, your best demographic? What's the best age of person to begin this? Is it someone just starting out with their first condo and they're twenty six years old, or is it somewhere? If someone is middle aged, let's say they're fifty and up, maybe a little over fifty, can they still do this effectively? Yeah, ideally, um, the younger you are, the better you are because the more time you have to take advantage of compound growth with that investment portfolio. Right. Uh, the challenge there is you require at least 20% equity in the home in order to get the right type of mortgage we were talking about. And a lot of first-time home buyers, when they're young, they'll put a lot uh, less than 20% down. So they'll have to wait a bit. Or maybe there's a way to get to 20%. Now, when we start to hit 45, 50, 55 years old, we do see people who have the requisite equity in the home, at least 20%. They've got decent jobs, decent income, and there's still a relatively long period of time uh, that they plan on being alive <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, yes, people are living longer these days. Yes. So if I'm 50 years old and I start the Smith maneuver and I've got a 25 year mortgage, well, chances are pretty good. I can get that down to 15, 17, 15, maybe less than 10 years. Right. Um, by the time I convert that. And then I've got a lot of years after that, I have to support myself in retirement. And ideally I've got an investment portfolio, which I can start drawing income from right through the Smith maneuver. So, you know, there have been people who have been in their seventies who have started the strategy really? because okay. as far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the Smith maneuver being a debt conversion strategy, if you have bad debt, 
you have to look at converting it to good debt. You've got the debt already. Mm. Right? You've got the debt already. Would you like it to make would you like to make it work for you or work against you? Rob, this makes perfect sense, my friend. It does. And <laughs> um I'm glad we had a chance to talk again this time. Um, I think everybody should take a look at this um, because you're absolutely right. If you're, if you're, and I was brought up old school, buy a house and pay it off. That was, that was the advice I got from my dad. And that's okay, but it's kind of only half the, half the equation. You're missing out on the possibilities of using that debt to build a portfolio at the very same time. Um, yeah. So I think everybody should take a look at the Smith Maneuver and everybody should talk to one of your guys in your network, over 90 people strong across Canada. And again, I'm going to put all that contact information underneath the podcast and underneath the YouTube video today. And I urge everybody to give Robinson Smith uh, a call and his network a call. And especially in these uncertain times when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, a lot of people are not quite sure where we're going to be headed. Uh, I think just uh, taking that proactive uh, response and doing something a little bit extra to protect yourself, I think, is an excellent idea. So thank I you, sir. Be. Thank you, Robinson. That's uh, Rob, it's great to talk to you again. All the best to you, sir, out in uh, beautiful, sunny Victoria, B.C. And um, I wish you the best. Have a wonderful summer. And you're welcome to come back on the podcast anytime you like. Anytime you want, Randy. <laughs> okay. A pleasure. Take care. And thanks again for being on board today. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.